nerd soul. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Lay ill kid at one year, so holding it down, bringing that street geek and nerd soul. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell, and let's go because we got some soul taku, y'all. We're gonna have a good time, man. We out here chilling. And before we even get into the beauty of something like Jujutsu Kaiser, we gotta go down that street of that's right, Invincible. Man, bruh. Man, Invincible this boy, Invincible is looking good out there. I like the fact that we get a moment between Debbie and Mark because, you know, of course, the first two episodes has been strained because they still going through it. And she's like, yo, I want you to come up in here and figure out who Mark is, who you going to be. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about, you know, trying to work with Cecil and all this and this. You got to make up for what your dad did or whatever. Look, I want you to figure out who you are. What do you love? What do you want to pursue? What kind of man do you want to be? You know, who, what, what people do you want around you? Even though should have already been trying to figure this out. It's, it's, but, you know, I, I know there's there's levels, there's phases. But still, I want you to focus on making yourself a better man instead of trying to fix everything else and everyone else. Fix yourself, man. Work on it. Get that self-care in there. And I thought that was beautiful. For real. I also... In terms of Debbie's, I guess, storyline in this particular episode, the whole, you know, AA meeting, beautiful, man, for real. There was, there was a moment in this where I had to pause it and say, you know what, they really, they're working hard. They're not just throwing away the mom. You know, some superhero stories would kind of like throw away the family members like, hey, don't worry about that. They look, Don't worry about that. We're going to go fight missions and stuff. Um, and we're going to, you know, save towns and, you know, battle aliens or whatever. But I like that we are getting, we're not forgetting the family aspect of this. We're not forgetting that there are other people in the wake of this catastrophe that just happened and that the world is reeling from it. And not only the world, but also, you know, the family members, Mark and Debbie. And seeing her, once, I, once again, shouts out to Olga. Olga giving her the card and then her following up and going to that little, uh, the, uh, little meeting that they had uh, to hopefully open her up to the wider conversation or wider community of people that have lost superheroes, you know, to, to a bigger, you know, uh, I guess a... a a bigger understanding, a larger, I guess you could say, interpersonal relationship amongst the others that have been dealing and kind of going through this. I think that's something that is, it, it makes the show better for them putting it in here. Also with her meeting um, the young man after Theo and going out and then also seeing, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, face up the the devastation that Nolan, you know, is in. I mean, this is straight up what he did. And this is the, the fallout, the the I guess the 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 wake that has been left by what he's done to the Guardians of the Globe. You know, you see Theo and he's like, hey. You know, my woman's gone. And 
seeing the hurt and you know the the anguish on his face and then of course how it affected debbie because debbie's like you know it, it i guess to a certain degree kind of on mark's side feels like hey you know what i'm saying i'm kind of responsible for this too like because theo says like how could you not know but i mean people if, if people want to they can do a good job at hiding you know ulterior motives or whatever so i mean you can't throw it all on her i mean i do understand there's probably things that she saw throughout the i don't know however many years they were married 20 years whatever but for him to call her a pet for him to murder all those people for him to beat down invincible the way that he did all of that stuff it kind of comes to a head with seeing the the on the ground face-to-face -face effects of what he did to others um because it's a little different when you see it on the news of course when you see something on the news that can truly affect you and have you you know come to tears when you see what happens to some people or a group of people or something like that but then sitting and speaking with someone that's a whole nother level so just the the time they spent on that i think was well well spent and an awesome addition to just the the story of Debbie and you know their family. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Alan the alien, bro. Yo, shouts to him getting his own little title card, man. And yo, I like that Unopa. Even though they went through what they went through, they fought back and they continued to fight. Um, showing that, you know, Viltrumite showed up and that they rose up, you know, a, a resistance below them and attacked. Then also on top of that, um, making sure that at least one group got away to create and, you know, the next generation to be able to survive so that, you know, Unopens can see another day. Um, I thought that was, I think that was a quick way to punch us in on another society that even though was attacked and was by all intents and purposes uh reduced to almost nothing they did not stop the unopen spirit did not give up um unfortunately we see what happens at his end but we'll talk about that in a second because just his demeanor <laughs> about like you know being around the being around the galaxy and stuff and you know the other people being like did you go to the right planet yet all, all of those things i think that add into you know the attitude that he has towards heroism that he's a genuinely good guy he he cares about people he wants to save you know those around him and he's earnestly working towards that um i think that's something that's really cool and it helped go a long way from what we saw in season one where he was just like this dude that came out of nowhere and i'm sure there's people that have already read the comics i haven't so this is my introduction to the character to a certain degree and i like how they played that out i also like how they played out the unopens history really quick to give like jump us in um and in this episode we see how brazen viltramites are like bruh yo we went from what we thought was kind of cool like with the whole uh with the whole you know i guess diner scene with him and his lady they're chilling everything's all good it doesn't seem like there's anything crazy going on and straight up gets attacked 
out of the blue. I mean, super fast. And then three Viltramites, I mean, they they showed that he couldn't handle one. And three Viltramites just basically ragged on him. But notice what they were asking about. They were like, yo, who is this Viltramite that is on Earth and apparently made, you know, one of ours leave kind of thing? So it seems like this, you know, this, the news is getting around. And not only is the news getting around, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but the news is getting around and, you know, people starting to, you know, of course, they can't have people getting too hype. Now, on the flip side, <sighs> Thetis, man, Thetis, come on, man, Thetis, come on, man, come on, man. Yo, you had the voice. Come on, Peter. When I, when I heard that voice, I was like, <gasps> Optimus. Like, I was <laughs> like, immediately, I was like, yo, it's Optimus. So, I mean, come on, Thetis, man. You didn't have to do us like this. Not you. Not you, man. Oh. For, for a second, I was wondering if it was going to be one of the, um, what is it? Uh, one of the dudes on the council that was hating or his girlfriend but not Thetis man nah man not with that voice you can't be a bad guy man no <laughs> you're breaking my heart no nah, but um on the real I thought that was a cold end for your boy Alan man sadly that's a cold end I don't know I don't think we are gonna see him again it's sad, man. It, it really is sad. It is a cold world on that one, man. It it hurt my heart. But it was it was well done in the way they revealed it. Um, well done with the way they played it out. This season two has been very good on weaving these, you know, different people in to kind of not only fill out the story but also give you a little you know give you a little swerve here and there where you're like oh, okay cool i hear P peter cullen's voice he's clearly a good guy we can trust him and then be like nope no he's not so um oh boy i i really dug that man for real for real i, I really did um on the side i have to call out uh the lies that you were told on this show. There's two lies that were told on this show. Two big old lies. And those two lies start with $10 for two movie tickets. Bro, where? Where are you? Like, come on, bro. Why y'all telling them lies? Why y'all telling them lies that you could get two movie tickets for ten dollars, what you know? This must be in a special invincible universe. Also, when they got to they meaning uh, what is it? Will and uh, Mark get to school? That dorm room, bruh. Look, y'all telling full lies out here. I've seen many a dorm room at many a university. Man, look, dorm rooms don't be that sweet. <laughs> they don't. They had all that space. I was like, what in the world? Is, where is all this space going? Yo, dorm rooms don't look. I don't want y'all looking at this this anime and being like, oh, man. Yo, I can't wait to go to college. I'm going to have a whole lot of room myself, man. It's going to be a big old room. No, it's not. No, it ain't. 
No, they just gonna be like uh, one of them like Motel Six rooms, like them little real little baby rooms with two beds in it and a little table in between, y'all. That's it. That's what you gonna get. All right, there's gonna be concrete walls. There ain't gonna be no drywall and some nice paint. There's gonna be some concrete walls or something. Floor gonna be hard. Probably gonna have a conjoined bathroom or something. It's not. It's not gonna be nice. That don't don't let that man look. Don't the invincible is lying to y'all. So. <laughs> Uh, with that said, I did want to uh, touch on, I think the the Rex and Kate uh, conversation was good. Um, I think Monster Girl and Rudy was touching, you know, him getting, him stepping further into his humanity is I think something that's good, not only for Rudy, but also for Monster Girl and their relationship. If there is one to be had, because... I mean, you know, who knows kind of thing, but I do think that it it bodes well for the, the interactions that they have on this show. And I like it. I think it's cute. Um, I enjoy it. Like even him like eating the hamburger or talking about he's scared to ask her to a movie, those kind of things. And trying to get rid of that fear so that he can ask her out. And I mean, it, it's true, man. Look, when you, you know, you like a girl, you know, you you know you're not what i guess the the objective you know traditional pretty or handsome is and you want to you know you just you don't want you want to be rejected nobody wants to be rejected you know what i'm saying so that fear of rejection man that's that's interesting of how he was trying to solve that problem but it makes it makes a lot of sense from a more analytical robotic type of mind is like hey all i have to do is just get rid of my fear i get rid of my fear then i can ask out the girl and it's like doesn't really work out like that <laughs> that'd be awesome but nah 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 unfortunately doesn't work out like that <laughs> um now the end of this episode does throw us for a loop man that that new Alzot and going to thraxa and you, you know what before we get to thraxa i'm gonna say this yo mark i know you i know you in love with your girl I know y'all just, you know, I know y'all just, you know, had sweet, sweet love. And you know what? And shouts out to um, Amber for the for the protection. Amber uses protection. I, I look, I would hope that all of you are using protection. Now, unfortunately, due to things that we ain't going to get on this show, a lot of y'all ain't using protection and need to be using protection. I ain't talking no no after protection i'm talking about before protection actually the before protection is way cheaper and easier to utilize you ain't got to go to no uh establishment and you it is much cheaper and you can get multiple protections and a package for only like five or six dollars so trust me it is much cheaper and and less uh emotionally taxing but I'll, I'll leave that alone i'll just say you know shouts out to amber for staying protected continuing to use protection that's what it's all about all right now with that said bruh when i heard omni man's voice i was like oh brother what and then <laughs> yo even even mark was like uh what dad <laughs> like yo how all right hold up now of course i haven't seen episode four but i'm gonna say this bruh look you can't just cause full havoc and then just go to another planet and just chill out like it's all good. Like, bruh, talk about like like you some benevolent leader. He just out there chilling, sunny skies, 
smiling. He got his little, he got his new little uniform on. I'm like, whoa, whoa, you know, you know, you just killed like thousands, right? What do you, what, what do you, did you, did you just really come here? Like it's all good up in here. So I don't know, man. I guess we'll we'll see. Maybe maybe the the conversation that he had with his son while he was trying to pummel him to death. Um, maybe it got through to him and and now he wants to be a a good leader or maybe he doesn't want to kill the earth i don't I, man i don't i don't know man it, 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 he yo first i right, you lied to me to get me out here in space take me home i don't i don't want to talk no take me home also like i don't even know if i could trust you remember last time you last time i saw you, you was beat me up within an inch of my life so I, man look there's all these emotions that swirl up and we'll see but he got a he got a lot to explain because you because it's like if you was gonna be all nice why couldn't you be all nice on earth you gonna be nice with the bug people and you ain't gonna be right nice with the people people man look look we off that i, I ain't even gonna go no further i'm gonna leave that alone i ain't gonna touch that no more let's get into of course scavengers reign I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold y'all a long time on scavengers right I'm gonna start off with this is the whole reason we're we're uh marooned on this planet Cayman's fault crazy Cayman crazy Cayman that's just out there killing things for no reason is it his fault it, are you telling me that the reason we are on this godforsaken planet where there's all kinds of weird stuff, everything trying to kill you, you got little ice crystals that just come through your head or something, is this Cayman's fault? Because if so, at least he's alive so I can kick him square in the center of his pelvis. I mean with a running start. I mean flick your leg all the way back behind you and bring it forward as hard with all the strength. Bruh, Cayman, what are you doing? Like, man, this... We thought it was bad before, but this is, this is another level of stupidity. Like, we saw all the flashbacks with his girlfriend and, um, you know, their back and forth and the kind of boyfriend he was. And to get this, bruh, I'm, yo, I'm done with Cayman, for real. This dude's crazy. He been crazy. I, look, y'all, if, I hope they ain't trying to redeem his character later because they're going to have to do some work. That's all I'm going to say. Y'all going to have to do some real work if y'all want to redeem him. Um, on the flip side, uh, I like where we went with Ursula and Sam. Um, her working to find Sam and then finding that Sam had found his other friends that had already been, you know, had already been taken by the, the rock formation stuff and them kind of talking and being like, Hey, you know, I'm sorry. I need you. And her, her being understandable and be like, you know, I, I understand. And, you know, like them coming to that kind of equal emotional, you know, uh, calming space where they could kind of resolve that and be with one another. You know, they, I mean, and not like intimately, but I mean, be with one another as like a team, a unit to try to get to the ship, you know, after burying his friends 
and her even being like, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to dig through your friend's stuff. It's just that, you know, we're out here trying to survive and, you know, they ain't going to need it no more kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? And not, not in a disrespectful way, but just like, hey, look, we need food. We need supplies. And there's food and supplies here and we're going to have to take that. You know what I'm saying? So that time for them to gain understanding with one another, I think was was awesome especially layered on top of what happened last episode i think that was awesome for real i I enjoyed that seriously and then i guess lastly is just i love what's going on with levi i think i'll leave it at that levi and his or is it i guess it's his hers it's because it's a robot but i guess levi is I mean, Levi's a boy's name, so I'm going to say him. But, you know, I mean, like, C-3PO is him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't want to hear none of that mess. Don't come at me for that because I'm not into that and I don't even care. But Levi, he, you know what I'm saying? The the whole statement of what might be strange to you is not uh, specifically a malfunction. I like that. I like this growth that he's getting. It is weird because it's like that gross stuff sponge migration type mess just growing in his circuits and i don't know if that's safe but at the same time it doesn't seem to be hurting him it seems to be sort of evolving him so i mean i guess we should keep an eye on it and just let it be now i do think that uh ozzy should tell levi what um what she sees and what she thinks because she's still holding some stuff back because i would tell levi straight up like look i see that this is evolving you it's changing you like levi is having dreams and that's you know uh i guess dreaming of electric sheep but if you dream and you're starting to have these emotions and saying you know like you can feel this and you can feel that and stuff like that you know, letting him know, like, yes, you are changing. This stuff is starting to spread around all of your circuits. And I don't know if it's good for you or bad. I mean, it doesn't seem to be bad for you, but it's also changing how you operate. And it changes my ability to be able to depend on what you might do in a given situation. So that is a worry to me as well. You know what I'm saying? It can be good and bad. You know what I'm saying? So those are things that you know, I think she can convey to him that she's kind of holding back for a certain reason. But for the most part, I love what Levi's going through. I think it's an awesome awakening of, I guess, the next step of his AI evolution stuff. And I think it's wonderful. Um, once again, this show is beautiful. Uh, this show is just so visually entertaining to just look at i man i i can't stop and then the voice acting is on point so you know as then once again this week you know scavengers reign has been on point but i gotta we gotta move over y'all because we gotta move over to jujutsu kaisen bruh look i don't even know how to thank 
the man i wish there was a way that i could high five everyone that worked during this season like if they got in like a long line like like in a like a basketball game or something i could just run and high five them all bruh okay last time we see megumi he in trouble right so we kind of jumped back a little bit to see what he did he did this some the the summoning ritual for um what is it my Mayaraga I'm pretty sure I'm screwing that name up but my Mayaraga anyway Fushiguro is a straight up G not only did he take the slash in his back but still got a chance to to do this summoning ritual for this super you know killer you know cursed spirit thing and said look I know it's going to kill me y'all stay real <laughs> basically just set it loose on the dude with the ponytail bruh look he was so scared oh <sighs> but here's the here's the crazy part sukuna shows up and is on some he's on some i need you type stuff you know i want you to you know i i want to save you and i don't know what sukuna's planning but I will say this whole arc as a whole, this whole Shibuya thing has been, whoo, bruh, that city is wrecked. The city is already wrecked. Like between Hothead and Sukuna, that was already crazy. Dude, this battle between Mayoraga or Mayorga and Sukuna, bruh, man, the, the trip is Dude hits him, knocks him into like a movie theater or whatever. He walks out with popcorn and a drink like, what up? You know what I'm saying? Dude, yo, I'm telling you, Sukuna is on another... Homie just came out with a snack. Dude is on another level right now. And he he definitely feeling himself. I ain't going front. He feeling himself with this. And in a good way, bruh, I can't... I cannot explain how dope it is to see this fight scene because you're talking about I, I guess like interdimensional powers going at it in the middle of a city you even saw the regular people even though they they cut a couple corners on the people but look ain't nobody worrying about that we got a real fight going on so back to what i was saying like they're throwing each other through buildings like sukuna it for a second it looks like sukuna's kind of having a problem but he's also like toying with the thing it's crazy man the buildings, the way these get wrecked, the way Sukuna figures out uh, the the Mayaraga's uh, powers, like by the end, it is, man, a sight to behold. These fight scenes this season, from the first part where Guido wrecked that old man, <laughs> even up to now, bruh, like, shh, Jujutsu Kaisen is on a tear this season, y'all. Like, I ain't, look, Man, I might have to give them. I might have to give them animators of the year on the Nerd Soul Awards. I don't know, man. Like they, man, it's man. I man, I thought, I thought Demon Slayer was gonna run away with it this season. I mean, this year, but I don't know, man. Like Jujutsu Kaisen is doing is doing the Lord's work up in here. The Shibuya getting wrecked. The uh the the malevolent shrine move that he pulls in the end bruh i 
the whole episode is just a knockdown drag out fight, bro. Like Shibuya, look, Shibuya will never be the same. And we see it at the end because now Sukuna is just toying with Yuji because Sukuna basically just leaves, I guess, gives control back over to Yuji just to show him everything that he did. And of course, it it basically is torturing Yuji mentally and seeing that there's a literal just crater in the middle of Shibuya. And you know, there's some, there's some bodies down there, boy. Like, because Sukuna has not been, uh, how should you say, delicate with how he is fighting around citizens and bystanders or whatever. He, he ain't worrying about that. Um, so I guess a silver lining is A, Fushiguro did make it. He's healed. B, Yuji is back in control, hopefully. And C, Kento made it. So, I mean, hey, look, there are good things to get from this episode. Even though it seems that Sukuna may be just toying with Yuji, but now that Yuji's back in control, maybe he'll be able to handle the 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 power and not let him take over again. We don't know. We don't know. We'll see. But guys, I love this show. Now, let's talk about Pluto. I can't believe this show is as good as it is because I will admit, even though I like the trailer, I was wondering how well, I guess, a detective story might hold me you know what i'm saying because i like a lot of action and there isn't really a lot of action in the show there is action but not to the like not to the level like jujutsu kaisen and i am deeply involved in this whole thing with uh professor uh uh the conversation that they have at the beginning where you know, Professor Chanamizu is so encouraging, even to uh, the robot where he's like, you know, going and live your dream, you know, uh, explore, experience things, you know, life, life is more than just this that you're doing kind of kind of energy. And then also the way they play into the relation between Adolf and Gazit. Gazit is all right so the the killer in this episode is that we go from someone last episode who was like yo this guy killed my brother um and we're finding out oh gazette doesn't even know maybe some of the stuff that he's done because his you know memories have been basically wiped or replaced or whatever adolf sets off trying to kill this guy even gazette knows he's like some human is following me i don't know why i don't know what's going on it goes from him trying to kill Gazit to like now they're almost in a situation working side by side to stop, I guess, the the uh, the organization from killing him, him meaning Adolf. And then also Adolf giving Gazit information on uh, stuff that like, basically brought us forward when it comes to Darius the 14th. You know what I'm saying? It this brings us like completely, you know, I guess out of the darkness and into the light with what's going on with Darius the 14th, also with um 
uh, Dr. Tinma. You know, once you start adding these threads and these threads start coming together, you start seeing like, whoa, there is a lot going on. Even when you thought like Adam and Iran were issues in, in Gazette's dreams, you find out that Adam is apparently confirmed dead and Dr. Tinma called him a failure. There's so much swirling around right now that I am completely invested in this show. This show is awesome, man. Even, even with a, a, a savior like Epsilon, who saves, um, I can't remember the doctor's name, the doctor that's working with um, Gazette. But when he saves him, basically saying like, yes, I am a pacifist, but you know, this person was in danger. So I, I intervened to save this person. But him and of course, um, uh, like, you know, Hercules do not share the same uh, outlook on life. <laughs> and just these different parts of the political spectrum that are playing on top of the whole justice system angle that's playing. Because... You know, us finding out that Darius the 14th and what happened at Persia and all of these kind of, um, I guess these, these bills coming due, you know what I'm saying? All of these, all of these bills, these outstanding payments and stuff, they're coming due. You know, the 39th Central Asian War, uh, the, the stuff that happened in Persia, um, even Dr. Tinma's statements, all of these things are swirling around and coming in to being, you know, basically a huge problem for not only Gazette, but it seems like society at large. I mean, now professors are in danger and we still don't know, I guess you could say absolutely why we're getting pieces here and there. And then also knowing that there's more than one player involved. Like we're getting to see like, oh, okay, okay. So it's not just, it's not just Darius the 14th or it's not just, you know, this person or that person. It's, a group of people swirling around in a lot of confusion. That you got the the people that want to get rid of robots. They're a problem. Then you have the actual real killer of Pluto from uh, from Darius or whatever. Then you got these copycat killers, bruh. This situation is going crazy, and it's wild because the you know of course the general public at large has no idea. But then you have like Hercules, Epsilon, Gazette. Um, and then we, we also have Professor uh, Ochanamizu, all of this wrapped up into one. I am engaged in this story. Like, seriously, I did not think I was going to be this hype for this story, but this is a great detective story. Like, I'm glad I decided to take this week to week because, I man, this is, I'm savoring this show, for real. And, like, the the literal web that is being weaved through or woven weaved whatever all through this especially when you get to the military side of the uh i can't remember the general's name that has erased gazette's memories that's a whole nother issue like bruh there is a huge conspiracy i don't even know if it's all connected or not like there might be someone at the top that's really at the head of all of this sowing deceit and confusion amongst the society for their own end you know what i'm saying or the, to their own end it might be dr tenma because of course we hear from ochanamizu i believe that was talking about like 
he was so ahead of us. He was a true genius. He was able to look at our stuff and know what it was and understand it immediately. That kind of thing. So, bruh, I am... I, like, I'm at a loss for words watching some of this stuff. I'm just, like, sitting at the edge of my seat, just, like, really focused in because I don't know what's going to happen next. And I don't even know who's, who's like, the real top guy. Like, is Darius the real top guy? Or is Dr. Timma the real top guy? Or is this all a smokescreen for the, the anti-robot people and they're really the top people? Like, man, I am... I'm loving this show for real, man. And I hope Gazette makes it out. But something, the way this show is going, I don't know if Gazette is going to make it, man. He, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to make it on this one. It just seems like, this seems like the kind of show where a hero or one of our heroes might take an L and there's kind of nothing we can do about it. Um, Hopefully, at the end of this, Adam, Uran, Gazette can kind of stand together with maybe Hercules and Epsilon against Pluto, who is a force of nature, basically. I mean, and I don't even, I, we don't even know what's being done with all of these cyber brains that are being stolen. Like, bruh, I... I am so stressed when I watch this show, but also so entertained, man. I'm digging this show for real. Like Pluto, Pluto is on another level, man. But I do like that uh, the person that said uh, you and Pluto are the same. Cause I was like, hold up, what? So we're, we're dropping continual questions or we're getting asked continual questions throughout this in a very good way, man. Like I ain't going front. Pluto is on another level and I love it. I love it for that. Pluto really is something that has surprised me in a very good way. Um, but on the other side, we got Blue Eye Samurai that is continuing to definitely blow away expectations of what the 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 general revenge flick would give you. Because we end with, um, what is it, Tygen basically like, yo, psh, I got you now. I'm going to kill you. I'm done. You know, I've, I've reached my mission. But shouts out to Ringo coming through in the clutch. You know what I'm saying? Knocking him down. But also seeing Tygen change his, um, his, I guess his outlook basically saying like, look, you know what? You're right. You ain't full health. How about we wait to you full health and then we can have a true battle. I can take my honor back and then I can go marry my woman. And we'll talk about a Kimmy in a second because she is stupid. But you know what I'm saying? Like all of this stuff to basically get his honor back to, to you know, basically be with his woman, be with his lady. And the way they start to see each other as understandable equals and also i guess also seeing each other's perspective maybe for the first time ever because you know she talked about um what is it uh she talked about her childhood and he talked about his and like kind of you know man man kids can be cruel man like they can't kids can be you know what i'm saying kids can be cruel um but 
seeing where they came from helped bring some understanding between them. Uh, that did not stop Tygen from losing that chopstick battle. Like, yes, he he did flip her over um, at the end after she kind of proved her point. But, bruh, she clearly stabbed him in his head or could have been able to stab him in the head with the chopsticks. It, it would have been over. And she wasn't even like ready ready at that time so bruh look tiger you just bruh you gotta step your you gotta step your game up you gotta do some more push-ups you gotta get back in the lab man you gotta try some new things like you just you just ain't good um i do like the statement that came from um i can't remember the guy the uh the the white guy that's at the top where he said you know we were almost done we're on the bed cheeks parted i was like what not parted cheeks though oh man parted cheeks anyway um uh the the way they handled themselves meaning Tygen and, and Mizu um up into the tea ceremony was something that I thought was really cool because they went from it, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like no I'm going to be the one that kills you no one else and they fall into this kind of uh teamwork aspect which is cool the counting of the time between the the, uh, the arrows the the way she was like hmm so how would you take me in there oh, I take you in the barrel oh isn't that interesting alright and then she ended up cutting his hand off anyway or arm off anyway bruh look I love Mizu's drive man shorty said I'm not interested in being happy only satisfied bruh look that's that is Look, that is a woman on a mission. She said, "Look, I've been, I've been called a half breed and hardly human, a devil child my whole life. I ain't interested in being happy. I ain't never gonna be happy. I ain't worried about that. I just want to be satisfied. You know what I'm saying? Don't get it twisted. Uh, there's some people, uh, <laughs> there's some people that's like, look, I don't care about being happy. I don't care about your minds and hearts. I ain't interested in that. Give me what." I'm, I'm speaking to the government to give me what they owe me, and that's it. I don't care about y'all hearts and minds. Y'all can keep that. I ain't interested in it no more. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Um, uh, on the, I guess the last thing I'll touch on um, is Akimi and her stupidness. Here's the issue with Akimi. Like, like old boy said, look. I know you, I raised you, you ain't built for this and it's dangerous out here. And honestly, you can go in there and speak to these ladies of the evening and ask them if it's a difference because she talking about some, she like, uh, you know, being sold to this, you know, uh, uh, Shogun man or whatever. It's, it's just as bad as being in one of those, uh, like uh, the houses, you know, the little brothels or something. He was like, you think so? Why don't you go ask one of them and see what they say? You know what I'm saying? Like, trust me, it, it ain't what you think. You over here acting like, like, oh, this is slavery. No, it ain't, girl. No, it ain't. No, no, it ain't. Now, you might not like it. It might not be ideal. It might not be what you really want. But this is not in any way slavery, boo. You ain't seen the real horrors. What going? See, you've been in the palace your whole life. You ain't got no idea. Right? You have no idea. And then her going, not only being attacked, being robbed, 
but also going into that uh that uh kind of transfer station and being like oh you know what i'm saying um what is it i'm gonna uh i'm gonna you know trick this man into taking me somewhere yo now of course for the purposes of the show she's probably not gonna get killed but in the on the real do you know how many women get killed behind stuff like this trying to do like yo look i'm not saying that you know this samurai guy is the best thing in the world he painting girls teeth black and stuff but i also understand where the dude came from basically saying look you need to fight within your confines not against them because the only time you can fight against your confines is if you have power and usually that's either singular power meaning you're like i don't know like the president or i guess like the shogun or something or you have power and numbers and you ain't got neither right now girl you have neither so your best bet is to fight within your confines figure out in that sandbox that you're in or that you're going to be in how you can fight from that position how you can change things from that position because you trying to fight against them going out here on your own like straight up if he had not come with her she'd probably be dead now like bruh what happens is like shorties like this end up get protected at every turn and make it seem like see everything worked out no it didn't work out i saved you son like yo like i saved you like it didn't work out see working out would be if you went there on your own had nobody looking out for you and it just fell into place no i was looking out for i literally pulled out on a dude almost sliced his throat you still got robbed. We still had to walk in the snow. We still had to sit with the poop. You know what I'm saying? Got flies flying in your mouth and stuff. Like, bruh, come on now. We still got, we still got, quote, taken for a ride. Like, bruh, look, what you need to do is bring your butt back home, get this good life, and figure out how you can change that situation, that atmosphere, that surrounding from where you are trying to be out here on the road saying you focus on marrying Tigan. Tigan might be dead anyway and you might be dead trying to find him bruh look <sighs> i mean it's an anime so i know it's going to work out for her but bruh look i don't want y'all thinking look don't y'all be going out there by yourself like look it, it's dangerous out there you out there on them crazy roads look man hey don't be going out there it's crazy um but uh shouts to uh i guess last thoughts ringo coming through in the clutch yo man poisoning that big dude and kicking him off the <laughs> kicking him off the ledge that was awesome man that was well-timed and perfect planning um i guess next up is also knowing that tygen has been captured man like the fact that mizu knocked him out is what got him captured and uh now i'm pretty sure we're gonna be not only on a revenge mission but also a rescue mission but i am up for both of those things this show is awesome man straight up blue eye samurai so this is a trailer that i actually didn't like well i won't say i didn't like the trailer i thought it was just okay but now that i'm in the show i'm digging it i'm digging it a lot man like straight up blue eye samurai comes through in many many ways like love that joint 
Um, last, lastly, we'll talk about that good old Animusha boy. Yo, my man, my man having a rough time trying to get up them hills, man. Just trying to get up that hill. Like, yo, shouts to Sayo. <laughs> Sayo being like, yo, y'all can't get up the hill? Like, y'all old? Like, what's going on with y'all? Like, look, Sayo, look. I know you, I know you down there laughing right now, but it happens to all of us, man. By the time it come to all of us, one day, one day you're gonna be old crested too. Alright? You're gonna be wishing you had them old knees, that vitality. Alright? Alright, just you know, hey, look, keep your keep your physical up, keep your, you know. Keep your nutrition strong. But look, one day, Father Time will come for you too. You're going to be a little bit slower than you used to be. All right? You ain't going to have the wind you used to have. You know what I'm saying? You're going to need somebody to help you up that hill. But, yo, Musashi though, Musashi was struggling. It was, man, look. And it was it was interesting to hear the uh, the statement from, was it Sahi, I think, or Sahe, where he was like, you know, as samurais, we don't really need a lot of cardio because a lot of our engagements are done quickly like if you i mean if you're thinking i mean a sword especially a real sword like a full tang battle ready sword like that fight is over kind of quick that fight is not going it's not going it's not like a boxing match where you're going to see you know 12 rounds like bro you're talking about a sword full tang slicing through your arm or leg or stomach or whatever those fights are probably back then those fights were probably no longer than like two minutes or so it probably did not take long unless unless you're talking about like two straight grandmaster dudes where maybe there's a lot of like sizing up and moving around and figuring out and stuff like that but bruh those fights were probably so fast and short that you didn't really need a lot of cardio. Like you didn't need to be like, you know, you didn't need to be like Creed running, running down the street in the desert, you know, behind the car jogging and stuff. You, you ain't need that much wind. I mean, it'd be good if you had it, but you know, it, it kind of makes sense. Like, oh yeah, they, they probably didn't focus a lot on cardio in that way because their strengths lie somewhere else. Um, it's about trying to end this engagement quickly because, you know, you don't want to get cut. Um, but we're introduced to uh, the ninjas that are on their trail that have been tracking them and they apparently know Musashi and they are not to be trifled with, man. That spear that that dude caught in the beginning of the episode, bruh, that joint impaled him. Whew, with, with true power, boy true power um so now of course they've they got sayo and sayo like i don't want to die but how y'all know musashi and apparently there is a history there that won't be revealed quickly but i, I think it's going to come to a head because i don't think this season is super long so it will come to a head but boy am i shh, am i hyped to see however this fight goes down because it's three of them and they've already taken out one of the samurai um old boy with the with the uh hawks so we'll see how this one plays out because we have three samurai left we got musashi um i think sahe and the dude with the omens thing we got kaizen i'm gonna talk about him for a second um and we do have the um the gauntlet that we can use so we'll see because that's that speed that that one ninja had was way faster than they could track or catch or chase um but 
the biggest part of this whole season or this whole episode that I must remark upon because I love it. I enjoy it. It's awesome. Yes, that's right. Zombie Samurais. That's right. Samurai of the Dead. I then I didn't know I needed it. I didn't know I wanted it. And betcha by golly wow, I love <laughs> zombie samurais, man. Especially with all the gear on, still being able to wield the swords. Like, this is awesome. Like, I was like, just watching that scene, like, dang, this joint is kind of sweet. And seeing Musashi kind of go, you know, straight boss mode with it, nice, respectable, very respectable. <laughs> it's commendable the way he held it down, man. Like, yo. The, the plan to take Sayo on top of the rock, keep her away from, you know, all threats. Um, we still don't know if Sayo will die or not. I don't think so, but I don't I don't know if anyone's specifically safe in... I don't know if they're safe in this one or if anyone's specifically safe in Blue-Eyed Samurai either. Those are two anime where I'm not sure if anyone is specifically safe-safe. Um, but seeing Sayo pray with Kaizen and then seeing Kaizen straight up go boss mode with the, with the samurai zombies, man, yo, Kaizen been holding back on us. He been holding back. Look, yo, man, you ain't say, you ain't say you was sweet like that. I now I see why you went on the trip. You supposed to protect the gauntlet because you got skills. Homie said, this ain't just a walking stick, y'all. This ain't just that little staff to have the little, the rings on it when you like, you know, the, the monks is marching or whatever. Nah, this to bust somebody in the head with. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I dug this episode, man. The, the zombie samurais definitely got it done for me. I dug it. <laughs> oh. Kaizen being able to take the mountain path and Musashi being <laughs> in struggle mode. <laughs> that was funny to me. So this is, a, this is an episode where I think we established some a new villain. Or a new, I guess, side villain maybe. And also continue to keep it very fresh with a new threat, which were zombie samurais. We probably won't see them again, but you know, we went from regular zombies to zombie samurais. Bruh, what they got next? They probably got zombie something. It's going, it seems like the threat is getting worse and worse. At first it was just regular zombies, they ain't had no weapons. Now we got zombie samurai. I don't know. Maybe it's gonna be some big hulking monsters or something. Who knows? But Animusha, man, I'm feeling it. And I want to see, especially the, the ninja whose voice keeps changing, I want to see where that goes. Yeah, so, man, it's been a good week, y'all. Like, we, we've had some hotness come through. Animusha, Blue Eye Samurai, Jujutsu Kaisen has been blazed forever, Invincible back. We will see Zom 100 sooner or later. I'll cover that with the anime's crew, but, bruh, who knows? Um, also, Undead Unluck. I've been following it, but I'm going a, I'm to a rock that with the anime crew. But Undead Unluck, I peeped that this week too. So, of course, holla at me. I'm holla at you. Down in them comments, let's talk Animusha. Let's talk Pluto. Let's talk Invincible. Let's straight up drop all the information that I might know. Feel free to educate me. If, you read, if you've already read Invincible like two, three times, or if you already read through Jujutsu Kaisen, feel, you know, feel free to fill me in on any knowledge I don't know. Don't spoil me, but if there's something like, um, I can't remember who came through last week and told me that Megumi is Toji's son and not his little brother because the the 
thought that I had or the way I had received it when I watched it was that he was his little brother, but it's his son. So thank you. All that stuff helps. It helps a lot when I'm understanding and watching these shows and stuff like that. So thanks a lot. Until next time, N-E-R-D-S-O-U-L, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, podcast, all that jazz. Feel free to holler at me, drop a line, send a message. Feel free to share, like, comment, all that stuff helps. Of course, we're on the road to 5K. We almost had 5K. After 5K, I guess we'll be on the road to 10K. We'll see what the K's do and how many K's we can get. But until next time, if it's just you watching for a second or all the seconds, thank you very much. And make sure to keep your guard up and do not go out there unprotected, man. Akimi, who let Akimi be your lesson. Peace. <laughs>